What a blessing it is to, to be here. Uh, Pastor Mark Bergen, Pastor Wanda Bergen, great to see you again. This is a family for us and so many of you as well. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm coming back home actually. It's really coming back home. I don't think this is working. I said this is like coming back home. Yeah. And uh, I don't care what they say, I'm, I'm still a big fan of Big, big Mac, McDonald's. Uh, happy Meals also, that's a big thing, because I, I was a little kid when I was here. For those of you who don't know me, I've, I was here. Uh, my, my parents uh, served here for many years. I think my father is still somehow involved in eldership and things like that. Um, so uh, I, have, I was just thinking about this, Pastor Marty. I think I'm a little bit unique in that. I preached here during the Schmidgall era, during the Ross era, and now the Pastor Marty Sloan era. I don't think too many people can say that. I think that makes me like a three-star general in the kingdom of God. But um, I really love and appreciate all of you. I bring greetings from Beza Church, the happiest place on earth, next to Calvary. Uh, I think the, the same spirit uh, is making us happy, I think. They lied to you about Disneyland. Hmm? The house of God, the people of God is the happiest place on earth. Amen. Amen. So, uh, Pastor Marty, I appreciate you so much. I thank you for coming to Ethiopia. You know, Pastor Marty, the first trip to Africa was to Ethiopia. Now, I know why everybody is not clapping, because I know we have Nigerians here now, and Ghanaians, and Kenyans, and yeah, I feel your pain, but I'm sorry. Um, but we, we, we love uh, uh, the whole continent. I, we are in Addis Ababa for the whole continent. Addis Ababa is the capital of Ethiopia. It's the seat of the Africa Union and the Economic Commission for Africa. And now we're in the process of building the, the spiritual commission for Africa, uh, Africa Worship Center. And we believe that it's going to be the equivalent of Solomon's temple in our day. We... we, we, we Uh, you know, Solomon did all that without Jesus, right? We have Jesus. Come on, somebody. We have Jesus. A and our praise should be that much more glorious and that much more splendorous because we have a resurrection on our side. We have three days, but then resurrection on our side. So uh, we're believing it's going to be a wonderful place. So I'm just going to put, book the ticket for all of you now. When the building is finished, hmm? everybody, you come home to Ethiopia, and we'll celebrate in our new building in Jesus' name. Amen. I, I started using these now, so I'm, you might not recognize me. Some of you know me. This, this has happened, right? The devil is a liar. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm so glad to be here. It's a, it's a privilege. Uh, I, just, uh, I, was, uh, I just felt a word for somebody, and I want to share that. Don't take this as a preaching. I, I'm actually just here to praise the Lord. I'm going to teach about praise, and then we're going to praise the Lord together because praise is something I feel God has put on our heart for all of us, not to hear a message about but to engage in together. Amen? So I want to say this from the beginning, we're going to leave different from the way that we came in today, in Jesus' name. 
Not, not that there's anything wrong with the people who came in. You're beautiful people. But I believe when we get in the presence of God, when we gather in his name, things can happen. And shifts can happen. Changes can happen. Deliverance can happen. Growth can happen. And uh, I'm always expecting. And uh, uh, I'm expecting today. I would like us to go to Psalm chapter 8, verse number 2. I'll be reading from the New King James Version. And I would like us to look at this scripture together. In Jesus' name. Psalm chapter 8, verse number 2. <clears throat> Out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, you have ordained strength. Because of your enemies, that you may silence the enemy and the avenger. I'm understanding we're in a series on growth. Today I want to teach about how to grow in our praise. Uh, there's something about praise. Our text tells us that praise, uh, growing in praise, is actually one of the spiritual disciplines that we should grow primarily in because of what it does to the avenger. Praise does what other spiritual disciplines don't do. It silences the avenger. Amen? So if there's any place that we should be growing, there's certainly things we need to be growing in in God, but there's certainly one area of, of our lives that we all need to improve in and grow in, and it's our praise. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. <laughs> okay. Did I say we're going to leave different from the way we came in? No, we are going to leave different in Jesus' name. Um, it says here um, that it's because of our enemies. Hmm? You have ordained strength because of your enemies. Now, uh, when we're dealing with different interpretations and translations of the Bible, it says, uh, some, some, like this particular version, it says, because you have ordained strength. Other versions say, because you have, uh, 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 you have established strength. And others say that you have ordained praise or perfected praise. It says, from the mouth of babes and infants, you have perfected praise eh, or ordained or effected strength. From the mouth of infants and, and babes, right? One version says nursing infants even. And I thought that was interesting that the more childlike the praise is, eh, the more effective it is in addressing our enemy. Um, and I've had children, I have children, they're, they're a little bit grown now, um, but I remember when they were infants, and what the Bible describes as strength and praise from their mouth, I interpret as annoying, troublesome, and almost pulling my hair out, we have afro, it also can be pulled out, out of our head, uh, in Jesus' name. If you've had children, you understand. To be honest with you, church, I am still recovering to this day. I don't know what happened. I don't know what hit me. But like, you know, you, you, you put them down at 10 and at 11.30 and then at 2 and then at 1.30, 3.30, 5.30, they're always up and they're crying. That is not praise. That is trouble. Right? And, and, and the, that's one part about praise that I think God sees maybe different than, than we do. Maybe the Lord could give us some insight into this mystery of what comes out of the mouth of babes and insight, infants because 
These things leave us very much perplexed. But I believe there is a principle here that we're going to unpack today about the stuff that proceeds from the mouth of infants and praise, infants and, and babes. Amen? I'd like to first just give some ground rules for praise. Number one, praise should always come first. Before anything else, praise should precede. Can we say amen? amen? The Bible says in Psalm 100 that we enter into his gates with thanksgiving and we enter into his courts with praise. It is the first order of protocol in entering the presence of God. Uh, Judah was the fourth son of Israel and he gave birth to Perez. Judah means praise. Perez means break forth or break out, meaning that for every breakthrough that we are in need of in our lives, we will need a praise to go before it. Praise will always give birth to breakthrough. That's why when they were deciding who will go first to fight the enemy in the book of Judges, chapter 20, they said Judah goes first. Because if Judah goes first, breakthrough will come after. Amen, amen. Jehoshaphat was in a big mess, Second Chronicles chapter 20. And he was surrounded by his enemy. And he cried to the Lord and says, we do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you. And the Lord said, send the armory, send the drones missile attack. He did not. He said, send the praise. And when the praise went forth, saying he is good and his love endures forever, God raised up an ambush against the enemy. They did not know what had hit them, and they overcame the enemy on that day. Our praise is a power. Praise goes first, and the church said amen. amen. Actually, ask your neighbor, did you praise first? Yeah. It's not just praising, it's praising first. First and as priority, before all things. Amen? Secondly, praise is sacrifice. Job said, though he slay me, yet will I trust him, yet will I praise him. You see, the thing about uh, praise is that there is a praise that will work when God is good, when the rent is paid, when our favorite elected official gets to his office, hallelujah, this is America. You know, this is a funny country. You know, if you don't like your official, you just vote him out. In Africa, <laughs> so you just vote them out and vote them in using your democratically elected right to vote. In Africa, that's why we praise the way we do, right? <laughs> Sometimes the bears win. Hallelujah. Sometimes the bears lose. There's sometimes when it's going the way you ordered it, just the way you ordered it. Burger King, my way. Do they still do that? My way, your way, have it your way. I'm, I'm actually more McDonald's kind of Big Mac guy myself. You know, and, and let me just put a little word in for McDonald's. Listen, all those haters that say that food is bad for you, it's propaganda. <laughs> let me tell you, for real, it's the Wendy's people that are setting ambush, <laughs> right? 
McDonald's never hurt anybody. That's good people right there. That's family, right? Hallelujah. You're making me forget my message now. Calm down. What was I trying to say? So pray, praise as a sacrifice, right? The Bible says, let us, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15. Let us therefore in Christ Jesus continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise. Praise is, is one level of praise is when everything is going just the way we ordered. But the next level of growth in praise is when things go south. When we get what we did not want. Where the, where the things did not turn out the way we planned. Maybe we were even believing God and believing God for so long that it would line up just the way we wanted and it does not. But we choose to praise God anyway. That is when the gears shift and we enter this thing called the sacrifice of praise. And sacrifice of praise is different from normal praise. Sacrifice of praise means I did not get what I ordered but I love you anyway. Sacrifice of praise says this is not what we had talked about, Jesus, but I trust you anyways. And that is a maturity that we come to in the, in the house of God because there will come a time sooner or later where you will get what you did not order or will life, where life will blindside you and, and you will find everything that was so neatly held together scattered and split, spilled all over the place. And that's the, the temptation in those times is to complain. And to question God and to say, what's going on? But it is at that precise point when we enter into sacrifice of praise that we enter into the maturity and the growth in our praise. Praise the name of the Lord. The Bible says that though the fig tree does not bud and there are no fruit on the vine, though the stalls are empty and the cattle are no more, yet will I praise the Lord. Yet... I will praise the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Savior. The Lord will make my feet like the feet of a deer. He will make me stand upon the heights. From that place of emptiness, we transfer that story of challenge into a praise and allow our feet to go higher. It is growth. It is praise in growth. Back home we say amen sometimes. I said, back home, we say amen sometimes. Amen. Praise the Lord. I refuse to encourage myself in the Lord in this place. I said, sometimes we say amen, amen in the house of God because he is good. He is faithful. And we enter into maturity when we enter into sacrifice of praise. There's a story in 1 Samuel chapter 23, a story about David when he was running from Saul. And it's a long passage, so I'll just give my paraphrase uh, so, so you get the, the context. David uh, is, 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 hears about this town called Keilah. And Keilah was surrounded by the Philistines and they were in trouble. And so David asked the Lord, he said, Lord, should I go and rescue the citizens of Keilah? And God says, yes. And he was about to go, but his men who were with him said, I don't think this is a good idea. Why are we risking our lives for these these people who can't even save themselves. And so David went a second time and asked the Lord, should I go and rescue the citizens of Keilah? And God said, yes. And so he goes and he rescues them from their enemies. And when he was in Keilah, this, this town, Saul, David's enemy, hears about it and he goes and surrounds the town. And David says, wait a minute. And he says, God, you sent me to this town. 
Did you know that my enemy Saul would hear about this and come and surround me? And God, pretty much like, you know, very chill God. What, uh, what's that? Doing his nails? <laughs> yeah, I knew. And then he says, will the citizens that I just rescued, will they hand me over to my enemy? Mm-hmm. And this is like, this is like, what's wrong with God? I thought he was my good shepherd. Lead me to green pastures. I thought God was my friend. I am a friend of God. You know that song? We still sing that? Hmm? I thought God was for me, not against me. I thought when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord would raise up a standard. I have not yet found the verse where it says where God will collaborate with my enemies to ambush me and set me up for failure. I didn't read that verse. And David took matters in his own hands with his 600 men. They escaped. And the Bible says they started going from cave to cave. Escaping from the strong, uh, going from stronghold to stronghold, escaping from, from Saul. And this is like, what do you do with stuff like that? What, if, what do you do when God, who is supposed to be there for you, take care of you, protect you? All those L names, Jehovah names. Come on, somebody. Jehovah, Nisi, Rapha, Shama. Basically, those are the verses and the names of God that suggest that he's got my back. I like that kind of God. I don't like the ambush collaborating with my enemy's God. Right? I'll raise my hand and say, God, I have a question. I raise my hand and say, God, you did not say anything about this when you called me and put that oil on my head and said, I have anointed you. as a... This was not what I signed up for. And, and I found this verse later in Psalm chapter 57 where, where you know, some of the Psalms, they have a little bit of an introduction giving an idea of the context where this Psalm was being written. And this particular Psalm is different from the others because it specifically says when David was running from Saul, going from cave to cave. And he describes, he doesn't deny his situation. He says, I am surrounded by beasts. And then he says this word, and I love it so much. Be exalted, O Lord, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth. Meaning that when things went from bad to worse and from worse to worse, worse, David said, we're way down here. Let your name be exalted above. May you be glorified above all the heavens. Meaning that I, as far as I'm concerned, you are against me. But I have nowhere else to go. I'll praise you anyway. I praise you because you are God. I praise you when I understand you. I praise you when I don't understand you. I praise you when it makes sense. And I'll praise you when it looks like it doesn't make sense. I'll find a way to praise you above all of this because I have to have a conviction that somehow, some way, you are still God and somehow, some way, you are still working for my good. That you will turn all this around, working all these things together for my good. I have no other. I signed up for life. I have no other refuge. I have no other place to God to go. You are God whether I understand it or not, whether you make sense to me or not, whether I like what you're doing or not, you are still God, you are still worthy. I don't get it, but you are worthy of the praise. I give you the praise now. I give you the glory now. This is not what I signed up for, but I give you the praise now because you are bigger than the stuff. 
You are bigger than the circumstances. You are God all by yourself. You don't need any help. You are the same yesterday, today, and forever. Somehow you will come through for me. Somehow you will be the way maker. I don't need to see it to know that you're working on my behalf. I don't need to feel it to know that you are working on my behalf. You are still God. Hallelujah. 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 I just came to remind somebody that it's good to praise the Lord even now. Even in the midst of what you're going through right now. Praise the name of the Lord. Lastly, I just want to mention this fact that it says that it's out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants. You know what, what, what it is about nursing infants and babes? When, when they, what comes out of their mouth, it's not legible. It's crying. It's, it's like I mentioned earlier, it's very annoying. Right? Um, it says, from the mouth of infants and babes. You know what I found out? I was just going back and forth with the Lord, and this kind of blessed me. What comes out of the mouth of infants and praise is a means of communication. Babies will cry when they're uncomfortable. They will cry when they're tired. But primarily, a baby will cry when he or she is hungry. And I said, I see it. When you cry to God because you're hungry, that you're hungry and you have an appetite for God, that you want more of Him. That you have an appetite for more than what you have experienced already. That you know that something is... God is kind of hungry for the hungry. He's drawn to the hunger. God sees the cry for hunger and says, Check, that ordains strength. Secondly, when a baby is hungry and cries for hunger, they no longer care for protocol. They don't care what people think. They don't cry professionally, <laughs> diplomatically. I'll cry for 30 seconds. After that, please bring the bottle. No, no, no. It's ah! Right now, in the middle of the night, when mommy has to go to work in the morning, when no one slept for the last week because of you, I don't care. It's like a praise that says, I'm hungry and I don't care. When you're on the plane, with the, I've been doing a lot of traveling the last, the last month. When you're on the plane, sometimes the Lord bless you with that special seat. <laughs> you know, there's first class, maybe, I don't know, business class, economy, and then there's the baby seat, right? <laughs> and and that's, that's like worse than economy. Like, they should let you fly for free for that stuff. <laughs> and everyone tries to be polite and apologizing for their baby. Is that your baby? Well, he's not normally like this, <laughs> you know. Like the whole plane, is, especially those long distance overnight. They bring the baby. It's going to be a long flight, my brother. Right? Because the baby is hungry and the baby doesn't care. Hmm. Hmm. Let me put it this way. It says, it says that from the mouths of infants and babes you have ordained strength to silence the avenger and the enemy. Right? I think there's something that the enemy uses about, uh, against us that I'm going to expose today. He uses the things we care about to trap us. And when we no longer care about the things that we care about, then strength has been released and the enemy 
has been struck down, right? Uh, now, when I say I don't care about, uh, let me be careful because this is a church and I'm a pastor and people usually like to hear this kind of language because they really want to use this license for, for, I'm not saying this is a license to not care about what people think about, whatever, whatever, whatever. We're supposed to love everybody in Jesus' name. Keep loving people. So we should strike this balance of radically loving people and radically not caring what they think when I worship God. Are you feeling me? Because sometimes we'll, we'll cross the lines and we will get, go off on the people that we don't like. Because pastor said, I don't care anymore. That's not what I said. <laughs> Love everybody radically and praise God radically. Hmm? Amen? To the point that the people you're loving and the praise is at such a level that the two are, are flowing almost seamlessly. Hallelujah. So you should be people, people should think that you are crazy. But they also should not be able to deny the fact that those people love me. You're welcome, church. Yeah. Lastly, it says, notice that it says it silences the avenger. It doesn't say we beat the avenger or the enemy. It doesn't say that we destroy the enemy or, 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 or strike the enemy. It says we silence the enemy. Somehow, a silenced enemy is a defeated enemy. Because the only weapon the enemy has against us is that, by the way, he's already defeated, but he's a liar. So he would say, I got the victory when he's defeated, because he's a liar. All right? And, and this is the only weapon that he uses against the people of God. And he targets the people of God with this stuff so much. May that spirit be exposed today in the church. May we do more praising than we do talking. You're welcome, church. You're welcome, church. In fact, we should allow and fight for our praise to hold the driver's seat and not our talk. Uh, he, he talks and he gets in your mind. You know how it is. Sometimes even in praise and worship, you'll be worshiping God and the presence of God is there and all of a sudden, boom. Did you see how they said that? Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And then that thought comes again. You know what they meant when they said that, right? <laughs> they were talking about you right after you locked, walked out the room. Jesus, Jesus, I bind that spirit. So now your praise is in your hands, which were fully extended. Now start to go to about 45 degrees. You're at the goalposts, right? Why are you at the goalposts? Because now your thinking has interrupted your praise. I've called somebody out of that mess of thinking because the enemy is a talker. We are here to silence the avenger today by praising like an infant, a praise that says, I am hungry, and a praise that says, I don't care. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Something about not caring anymore silences. Hallelujah. There's too much opinion. We've reduced our Christian experience to a political agenda. We've reduced our Christian experience to doctrinal positions. Praise is greater than doctrine because the doctrine never silenced an avenger one day. Hmm? Now, if, if the Bible says because of your amazing and accurate doctrine, you have silenced the avenger, I would preach about doctrine. I'm not saying it's not important. We need doctrine. Amen. There's all kinds of doctrines out there. Praise God for doctrine. We need some foundational beliefs. Amen. 
but nothing will set the enemy to the place of silence, ineffectiveness, out of the way, shut him up, like praise. Hallelujah. We, 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 last month, I was in a, a place in southern Ethiopia. Uh, we planted a new, a new church. We, we do outreach in parts of the country where the gospel has not been heard. And we have some very remote villages and remote areas. And um, we planted a, a church in a town called Mizan Aman. And our church from Suri, Suri, which is uh, close to the South Sudanese border, it's a very remote part of the country, they heard that us people from the big city, Addis Ababa, is coming to Mizan. And so the Beza from Addis Ababa, which is the name of our church, is Beza, the happiest place on earth, I already mentioned. We went to start another happy place in Mizan, and our church from Suri heard that we came, and they came to join us, right? And so we had, now Suri is interesting because they're very, how, how do you describe it? Like, Addis Ababa is Africa, but there's Africa, and then there's real Africa, right? Some of you know what I'm talking about. So Suri is real Africa. They, and the choir got up to sing. And when the choir got up to sing, Pastor Marty, I'll send you a video. When the choir got up to sing, everyone just started crying. Because they sang, they, they knew Jesus. Right? But this is the thing about Suri, and I found this to be so interesting. The Suri don't have a written language. Like, it's a verbal, completely spoken dialect. Right? There's nothing written, like you can't write it down, which means they don't have a written scripture. But they know God like that. Like everyone was saying, our choir went, and they're just crying like babies. And they're saying, what is it that they know that we don't know? Right? Because we have the commentaries. We have the U version. Come on, somebody. We have the, the, what's it called, Matthew, Henry. And we have, who's the people? We have all of the, all of the preachers. And we, have, we can do it, but, but somehow they see something that we don't see. And I think they just, and see, this is the thing about Suri, this is what I found out. Praise is not an option for Suri. They don't have church every Sunday from 10 to 12. They have church every day. <laughs> every day after work, everyone goes to the church. And, and they're, they're, in all of our ministries and the Beza ministries, the fastest growing church uh, or region is the Suri region. And they don't have a Bible. Praise will do for you what doctrine cannot do. Praise will silence your avenger. Praise is a weapon. Praise works. Praise, when you praise like a baby who is hungry and doesn't care, you start to grow. Your, sil your enemy is silenced. And I wanted to encourage somebody today to grow in your praise today, to experience God and praise in a new way. Because He is so real. He is so available. He is so good. But sometimes our thinking makes it seem like he is so far removed and inconsiderate and unconcerned with our lives. I would like to suggest to you that God is faithful, that God is on time, and the protocol for entering is with praise. Hallelujah. So, so, so I did not come to preach. I came to praise. I, wanna, I have a few minutes left here. I wanted, uh, I wanted us to do something that may be a little bit of a stretch. If you are the kind of person who praises, like you're very concerned over your personal space uh, and your political agenda and your, your, your denominational uh, uh, position, 
All right? We're going to praise that that doesn't matter anymore today. We'll praise like Suri today. All right? Praise like he's worthy. Praise like he's God. Praise like he is everything that he said he is. Praise when I don't understand. Praise when it doesn't make sense. Praise when life hit me, blindsided me, and I don't know which way is up. Praise because he is God, and somehow I'll get my praise through this and declare that be exalted, O Lord, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth. O magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. He is a great God. And today, I love you. I praise God that we're together, but for this few minutes, I don't care anymore. With all due respect and all protocols observed, I don't care anymore because I'm hungry right now. Amen, amen. Now, for the record, for the Suri, there's, there's translation projects. There, so we're, there's a, a mission group that we are working with. They're working to create a written language for the Suri and then teach them the written language and then help them translate the Bible <laughs> in the written language. So there's missionaries that's working in the Suri area to help this. But these people know God. It's like the Holy Spirit knows the power of our praise. Hallelujah. So I would like if I could trouble everybody, if you can, please stand up with me. And, and, and I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to count to three. We'll see how, we did, we, we see how this goes. But this is, I've, I've noticed that this, is, this has been really something I found to be quite effective as the Spirit leads. When I say three, we're going to do a Jericho shout, just like children's church. Today, the roles are reversed. The children's church is not over there. The children's church is here today. Kids, we're going to shout on the count of three, okay? Some of you looking at me funny. You who are looking at me funny, you're going to shout the loudest today, okay? Yeah, because today you don't care. Uh, this is a, a shout that we're going to do. I have seen... It's kind of funny. I've seen more deliverance happening like popcorn through this shout than I have over the last season. Like we did this at our church some weeks ago. It just the Spirit said, we're going to shout Jericho. You don't shout every Sunday. Don't get me wrong. You don't shout. But as the Spirit leads. And when I came, the Lord put a praise in my heart for somebody today. Somebody came in here so bent over that you don't need a message. You need a deliverance. You need a breakthrough. Somebody came here so full of depression. America is like... It's like every time I come back, it's getting weirder and darker. Mental health. Mental health is such a huge issue. I've seen people get so set free, delivered. I was in a camp last week in Canada. People said, what happened? How did you know? I didn't know. And I could go and lay hands on everybody, but I'm too tired. Mm? And there's too many of you. Yeah. I want everybody, when I say three, to lift your voice like you've never lifted before. Tell God I'm hungry and I don't care. And, and, and as we do, I promise you God will do something special. I believe that some of you will go home and find the situation different. Something just free, like guy last week told me that it just lifted. Whatever it was lifted. There's something when we engage in, a, in a just focusing on nothing but, but Him. And telling Him how much of an appetite we have. Are we together? Kids, are we together? I'm going to say three, and we're going to shout like Jericho. Jericho, by the way, was fall, it fell with a shout, didn't it? 
there's something that's going to fall with a shout. Kids, we go back to children's church. Are we ready? Are we ready? Don't care about your neighbor. Don't care about the score. Don't care about what we're going to have for lunch. For this moment, I'm hungry and I don't care. One, two, three. Let it out now. Hallelujah.